player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 182 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How we doing? Fantastic. If this is the first time you're seeing or listening to us, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast. We're just about every week, I should say every week, but just about every week in case we miss a week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already, we're right there at 950. We're on a quest to hit a thousand. By the way, yeah, so spread the love. Um, We have a small but ardent, is that a good word, Sean? I don't know what you're talking about. Fan base, an ardent fan oh. base. Um, that's something I've heard people say. I can okay. tell you what it means. Does right, it mean I, like I, devoted, I, passionate? Sure. We have an ardent, devoted, passionate fan base. And we're on a quest to get to a thousand subs as quickly as we can. So seriously, if you're listening right now, even if you're on audio services around the multiverse and you have never gone over to YouTube, please go over to YouTube. Check out our Streets of Rage Let's Play series. We beat Streets of Rage. I mean, it was like a week ago, but we beat it today as we're recording. Um, but it would mean the world to us if you could help get us to a thousand subs. We're going to do a push on Twitter um, here in the next, probably this week, to really try and get us over that thousand mark because that's the biggest difference um, when it comes to YouTube. We got to get to a thousand subs. We want to grow this and, and be as big as we can and, and spread the love and where's the love and black eyed peas, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Thank you so much for being here. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op, just like our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did. By the way, uh, $10 and above, the bonus episode's coming out later this week. We're a week behind. The world's crazy. Is it still us. 10? Uh, you tell me. Let's just do five. I thought we moved it to five. We did for the previous episodes. Oh, yeah, let's just leave it. We're going to do it for until, until we're, we're out of this pandemic. You know what? And if the, the $10, if our affiliates, <laughs> Logan Wilkinson and James Solar, want to bump it down, we understand. Um, but yeah, we're going to do it for five and above. We're going to keep that going until we are somewhat near a normal state of life, which we're still remote here. Um, so, you know, we're not, rem- we're not remote. We're not normal. What? Um, that's all, folks. Um, this week's bonus episode is going to be different. It actually might already be up. I don't know. It's going to go up this week. If it's already up, you've seen that it's different. If you if it's not up yet, it's going to be different. Um, there's something we kind of hinted out hinted at on, or not last week because I was with Bernard Bernardo. Uh, two weeks ago, we hinted we kind of want to do something a little bit different with these, or maybe with a bonus podcast in general for all patrons. But. Um, Check it out when it posts uh, and let us know what you think. If you want to stick to video game stuff, that's fine. Probably they will mostly be video game stuff, but this week we want to do something different because we just kind of need a therapy session. Um, If you like merch, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. And if we ever get to the twitching again, we're not going to twitch those Let's Plays, Sean, because I can't make it work, okay? That's fine. Okay. But when we do get to Twitch, and again, it'll be twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Speaking of Twitch, 
this upcoming weekend, Nerd 901, St. Jude Late Loot. Oh, shoot. St. Jude Play Live will continue this weekend. The guys are doing amazing work over there. I'm so proud of them and everybody at Nerd 901 and everybody in that community raising a, a just amazing amounts of money for the kids, doing completely stupid stuff. It, it just makes me laugh every time I see these clips that, that Nick or Adam or anybody uh, clips out. Um, so make sure you keep on the lookout. They're actually about to go live now as we're recording this, but it's two days in the past, so you're not going to see that. Um, but twitch.tv slash nerd901, St. Jude Play Live. St. Jude's already raised over a million dollars this year, um, which is super important, especially with the way things are right now. Um, I did see that Alsac, I don't know if you saw, saw this, Sean, or if we talked about it the other day. Yeah. Yeah, ALSAC had to lay off 160 people. If you're not familiar with ALSAC, they are the fundraising arm for St. Jude. If you're not familiar with St. Jude, St. Jude is a children's cancer hospital um, that is one of the greatest organizations on this planet. Right here in Memphis. Yep. If you have a child with cancer and you need treatment, you literally, literally, not figuratively, you literally never have to pay a penny. And... I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm going to start crying, but um, they're one of the best organizations, hospitals, healthcare providers, anything on this planet. And I'm so happy that Nerd 901 is associated with this. Those guys are doing great work. <clears throat> All right. That's enough of that. All right, Sean. Sean, uh, this week we got a final, although I don't know that it's really going to be a final. We got another trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. Um, hopefully I've remembered to put this in. Remind me in five minutes to download the last of us trip. You stupid thing. <laughs> Remind me in five minutes to download the last of us part two trailer. Um, if it's not there, this video will be hilarious, but yeah. Okay. Siri, at least she's Irish now. Um, thank you. All right. Um, I didn't want to watch this, but I didn't see any. I, I waited for about an hour after it posted and I watched it before Sean did. Cause I was like, man, it was the final fantasy seven, the, the final trailer before the launch that everybody was like, Hey, if you don't want to be spoiled, do not watch this trailer. I never did go back and watch that. No, I, I didn't know. either. Now that I'm saying it, I need to set another Siri reminder. <laughs> um, but since I didn't see anybody tweeting like, yo, don't watch this. It gives it away. And I didn't think Naughty Dog would. Most of their stuff is misdirections. So that's in a way, in its own way, it's almost kind of a spoiler. Um, this trailer, like, and then the the subsequent message. Well, we talked about it last week from, you know, Neil Druckmann. The, the game went gold. He posted an awesome video. And like we talked about it with Bernardo, I think, last week. Um Video games are my favorite storytelling medium because they are a two-way street. It's not just, it's not a book. It's not a movie where you just have to accept whatever they're giving to you. Video games are meant to be played. And that's kind of what Druckmann was saying. And just seeing this trailer, I'm like, I still haven't had anything spoiled. Do not comment on this video or podcast anywhere with any spoilers, please. Um, I kind of feel like all that has died down now. I, I know how to avoid the stuff I don't want to see. You know what I mean? Um, but this last trailer, if it is the last one, and Druckmann or somebody at Naughty Dog said they're going to have more. I don't, I don't remember the exact 
verbiage, but there's going to be more Last of Us up until the launch. Uh, this trailer was awesome. I think it's the best looking video game I've ever seen. Um, man, I uh, are you sure you're not going to play through it again? Is I guess when I saw this, I'm like, I ha- I have to play through this game. But what what did you think about the trailer? So I love the trailer. Um, I think I agree with you that it's maybe the best looking game I've ever seen. Um, I'm super duper stoked to play it. However, I stand by the fact I don't, when I tried to go back and play part one again, it just didn't work for me. And I don't know why it's not like I'm playing it and I'm like, this is boring. Yeah. I played it and I enjoyed it. And then when I got to a stopping point, I just never felt compelled to get back into it. So it's like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it also just didn't grab me. Um, so I don't know. I don't it's, know that I'm going to. It's not like a feel-good game. Like, Well, Spider-Man. there's that too. <laughs> yeah. But now tell me if this makes any sense. Do you feel... And I don't know how I'm going to feel once I start playing it again because I've I've only played it one time. Do you think now this makes no sense, but I think it does make sense. Do you kind of think The Last of Us is like Journey? Now, on face value, that makes no sense. But what I'm saying is Journey is a game that it's one of my when we get to episode, I don't even know what it'll be, episode 200 or no, that'll be our five year anniversary. When we do our top 50 games of all time, I think Journey is going to be on that list, but Journey is also a game that those two hours, now you're talking two versus 12 to 15, so that's different, but Journey is a game that I think is best when it's been played one time in one sitting when you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it will never have the same effect the second or third or fourth time and it's not even like a spoiler thing. I think even if I knew exactly what happened, it wouldn't have journey. I'm talking. It yeah. wouldn't have necessarily lessened the blow. I think, but I think it's it's yeah, it's experiencing it. I've experienced it once. I will never be able to experience it that same way again. But even if somehow it had been spoiled for me and I knew exactly what was going to happen at the end, I don't know that that would have lessened it. It still would have been awesome the first time you experience it and then never quite the same again. I think the separating the first game from it, this trailer was so brutal. And so, again, I've said it a million times on here. Troy Baker is the man. Um the story is so focused on Ellie that I'm so interested to see what Joel's role is in this game. Um, is he really just a supporting character? Do we really only play as Ellie does? The, the biggest question I have for this game is when does Ellie find out what actually happened? And I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't played it yet. When does Ellie actually find out what happened at the end of the first game? And what is her reaction to that? Does it happen before this game? It's how many years? I think it's, I think it's like real time. I think it's like six, seven years after the first game. So I got to think she knows, but that's my biggest, like, 
WTF question is when does Joel, because the only one that can tell her is Joel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No one else is there to tell that story. Um, So I just, I I just want to know how they're going to handle that and how it's going to play out. And if that's, if that's maybe that's one of the reasons Ellie is the way she is in what we've seen so far with this game. But I I still say, I can't think, I, I don't believe for a second that this game is just about, Ellie fell in love with this girl. And I don't even remember if we know her name. There's been, it's been like four years since it's got announced, but she fell in love with this girl. The girl gets killed and now she wants revenge. I there's, there's no way that that's what this game is about. I think it's gotta be deeper. Yeah. There, there's something else we saw in that like second trailer or something, a woman that was like chained up and beaten and that like maybe that's Ellie's mom. I don't know. There, there's something way deeper than just you killed my girlfriend. I'm pissed. I'm going to go on a revenge tour. That's, that's not naughty dog. So yeah, revenge, just having this be like a revenge tale is not, I don't know. There's no way that's all it is. Nope. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. That's all I got, Sean. Uh, what have, you been playing this week so we didn't because of you know tangents and whatnot we never even talked about it last week uh shout out to john bernardo thank you for coming on buddy i got my i think sixth platinum that's right yeah we didn't talk about it last week um i platinum final fantasy 7 original is this Um, now your most (laughs) proud of so uh i was thinking that exact same thing okay um i don't know how to describe it because that was the first thing that popped into my mind was yeah is it my most proud of and i don't know that it is it's my most something i think it's the one i'm most most important happy yeah maybe most important or most happy to have gotten or something it was not difficult at all. It was time consuming. It was, but it was like, it was fun. The hardest, most annoying part. And if I had just played this game to get the platinum, I would have tackled it a whole different way. I, can you, you play? May, I think, can you get it on one playthrough? I was going to say, I think you can okay. because the only things that are really missable are the date with Barrett and then getting Corneo to choose cloud. And those are not mutually exclusive. You can do both. And then the rest of it is like beat Ruby, beat Emerald, get at least 10,000 points or whatever in this motorcycle mini game, um, get all the limit breaks. Um, I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, you could definitely do it in one playthrough and you could probably do it, especially with like fast mode on. If you know what yeah. you're doing, you could probably platinum this in 20, 25 hours, maybe. I don't know. Like it's really? Not, it's not that bad if you know what you're doing. And well, I don't, I, I would have to play it with a guide. Yeah. You would at least have to play it with a guide to get to where you go on the date with Barrett yeah. because you need to make, certain responses in the dialogue at certain points you need to make sure certain people are in your party and then go do this there's a whole bunch of stuff you need to do 
um, even getting Corneo to choose Cloud is a little involved. Um, so, but outside of that, then it's just a grind, really. It's just putting in the time and just getting Cloud to level 99 was kind of okay. tough. That, that was my question. That was the one thing I couldn't remember is if you had to get somebody to, to 99. Or yeah, that. well, I figured you had to get... So the Platinum didn't end up being as bad as I thought because I think I just assumed before I finally took a look at the trophies, I just kind of assumed you would have to do everything. So I assumed you had to get everybody to 99 and master all the materia. That's the other thing. I spent a lot of time trying to master all this materia thinking that I needed to. The only ones you need to master are all the summon materia. So if I would have known that, I could have just focused on that and just other than that, just mastered the ones that I actually want to use but always had like the summons materia on people with like double or triple AP growth. So I could have gone about it a totally different way. And it's definitely doable in one playthrough. And if you're doing it in like fast mode, 20, 25 hours, maybe Mm -hmm. something like that. I think that's about where I was in the playthrough where I got cloud to 99 and did all the master materia and all that crap. And then I had to start over, man, it's further into the game than I remember when you get to go on the date with Barrett. Like I thought I would just fly to that part and it's further in than I thought, but um, I'm happy I did it. Um, Like I said, I don't know if it's the one that I'm most proud of, but I think it's the one that I'm the happiest to have. It's up there with Spider-Man bloodstained. It was cool. I'm, I'm, proud of myself for doing the grind to get it um ocean horn was whatever batman was whatever uh yeah and then what's the other one i'm missing ocean wait you said ocean horn yeah ocean horn and batman were just whatever bloodstain was tough spider-man was a lot of work but it was fun final fantasy 7 i'm forgetting one Um, there's your, two that I had. Well, I guess three now. Was Bloodstain your most recent before this one? I think hmm. it was. No, Ratchet and Clank. That's there it is. Okay, I was I was gonna look up your I was gonna look you up on PSN profiles. Yeah, so Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man were both fun. Final Fantasy was pretty fun, except for some of it but that's more on me because I just went about it wrong. Even Ratchet and Clank, a lot of it was on me. I had to do a third playthrough to get it, yeah. and I just like blasted my way through it just for the trophy. Pun um, intended. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's the one I'm... It wasn't the most fun. It wasn't. It's not my most proud of one. It's not... It wasn't the hardest. It wasn't the easiest. It's just... One I'm glad I got because it's Final Fantasy VII, I think. Yeah. Well, that that was me when I finally platinumed uh, MGS3. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to do it again on Vita at some point, but yeah. Anything else you've been playing, sir? Uh, The only other thing (laughs) I've played, I think, is Mario Maker. Just Mm. going on. Just doing some levels and some worlds and stuff and 
that's a lot of fun. I'm still having a blast with that game almost a year later now. Yeah. Um, so I also played some Mario Maker. I finally, we've been, I, I've been talking about doing it for a while. Sean knows my plan. Uh, I uploaded my first Mario Maker world. Um, I had a little hitch in my giddy up when I uploaded it because the the level that I uploaded or the, the level that was world one of my, well, world one, one of my first world was not what I wanted it to be. I didn't realize it till I actually went to my profile, played through the world. And I was like, that's not supposed to be there. So I fixed it, but whatever. Um, so yeah, we, we have plans here. Hopefully if everything works out the next two Mondays, Mario Mondays will come back. Uh, I'm going to play through Sean's, first mario world and i'm and he's gonna play through my first mario world and we both have a theme to each of them and i'm interested to see what sean's world ends up being because i know what his theme is do you want to say it or let uh, him wait? it's i mean i'll in generic terms it's yeah. a world of mario one one dash one remakes remixes reimaginings um some of the stuff i'd wanted to do i couldn't do um but it's still it didn't turn out as cool as i hoped but it was still it's still fun i think that's kind of how i feel about mine so mine since sean said his i'll say mine um mine is a remix of super mario 3 world one i kind of try to make the map look like world one of super mario 3 however however um you can only do four worlds and then the castle slash airship uh so i cut out i did one two three and six i cut out four and five four was the auto scroll level which could have been difficult but i'm like i I want this to be fun and i think what i did with one two and three by the way uh world one two that i did Um, you cannot do grass in Mario three in Mario maker two. So I had to get creative with that world and you'll see it when you see it, unless you've already played it, Sean, don't play it until we get together. But, um, yeah, one, three is fine. Um, as soon as I uploaded them, I was getting notifications that like, uh, so many people played it. So many beat. I was like, wow, that was quick. Um, but yeah, so I did one, two, three six and the airship and the airship is interesting because you can't just do it but because it's mario maker you have to start on solid ground with the arrow saying go this way and then you go through the level so i had to get creative and you can't just beat a boss and beat the level at least i don't know how to um so i had to get creative with how you actually fight larry i think sean or is it iggy i think it's larry I don't remember. I can't, I always get them confused. I think, I mean, they're basically the same, but I think it's Larry. Um, so I had to get creative with that. Uh, but I'm proud of it for what it was. My plan eventually is to do every world. I don't know that I can really do that. Um, especially so many of the worlds have more than, you know, five levels in Mario three. Uh, but it, I do still say Mario World is my favorite Mario game. Mario 3 is number two. Even though I like Mario World better, I know Mario 3 better, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? 
So I but feel like. Would you say that Zelda is Belder? Oh, Zelda is Belder. <laughs> but um, go back to episode three years ago. I don't know. Um, oh no, it was to an, it was our it was our game of the year 2017 conversation. It was my internal struggle with Horizon and Zelda for game of the year. I kind of think I got that one wrong in hindsight. By the way, I don't know. You don't think Zelda is Belder? I don't know that I think Zelda's Belder anymore. I think Horizon is shinier. Shinier. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Breath of the Wild, not that we ever get on tangents here. Have you ever had a game? Because Breath of the Wild is the only one for me where I thought this might be my favorite game of all time. And then two, three years down the road, you're like, I was wrong, and it's not even as high as I last had it in my top 10 games ranking. Like, I love that game, and I will never forget that month and a half that I played it and nothing else but that, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. But now being removed from it, I really do hope Breath of the Wild 2 changes a lot of what Breath of the Wild did. You know what I mean? I think the game is truly special. Yeah. Um. And it's up there with games I wish I could experience again for the first time. Um, that being said, I don't know, especially after losing my save, I don't know that I'll play it yeah. again. Like the thought, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what is more appealing to me, honestly. Going back into a game, not like I literally did 90% of it, but I mean, I mean, I beat the game. I saw the whole map. I did probably get 90, 85, 90% of the shrines. I don't care about the stupid Korok seeds. Like, I did a enjoy the game. So it's like, if I ever went back and played it again, it would just be looking at the map and be like, well, here's a little place over here that I haven't been yet and go over there and see what's there. Or does just starting fresh sound more appealing? It certainly seems more daunting but it kind of sounds more fun but that being said i don't know that i'll go back and play it again i certainly don't know that i'll beat it again i could see dipping my toe in just to start it again but that's my issue with a lot of games today is a lot of them like once i beat it i'm just kind of done with it and i don't really feel the need to go back there's a few exceptions like resident evil 2 Resident Evil 3, I probably will. Yeah. Resident Evil 7, I did. Spider-Man, I did. But like Last of Us, I don't know that I'll go back and play that again. I'm not going back and playing Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, I can't even get through Death Stranding once. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go back and play Breath of the Wild, at least not all the way through. Like there's so many games that like I love some of these games and it's like I'm perfectly fine never playing it again. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Why were we talking about that? I don't know. Okay. Mar we went from Mario Maker to Zelda's <laughs> yeah, that's, Belder. And that's what I'm saying. Oh, because you said Horizon. Zelda's Belder. <laughs> that's what it was. Okay. Um, so be on the lookout for some Mario remote Mario Maker uh Mario Maker Mondays. Mario Maker Magnificent Mondays in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um the other things I've been playing, I did play uh Streets Rage 4 in single player mode. <clears throat> still need to do that 
so much fun. It's, 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 I, I will say it's not as fun because nothing can be as fun as no, playing yeah. with you. Um, cause that, that, yeah, I had to do some editing on the last couple of videos. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I don't know what a malice is and assist malice. That's, that's a typo. Don't worry about that. Um, but like it's the, the game is fun and I do think it's right now my number two of the year. Um, and I don't mean to poop. Shout out to Bernardo. Um, but I think I like it better. It, it's going to be interesting. I really liked RE3. It is definitely not RE2 remake, for sure. Yeah. Streets of Rage was such... It, it, it's the nostalgia for me. Like, if I was a fan of RE... Actually, if I was a fan of RE3 original, I might not like the remake as much. We didn't talk about this, but I was listening to a spoiler cast this past week. I didn't realize they cut out an entire area. There, the there's like park, the park, yeah, and a and a well, whole there's boss that, fight. and there's also the clock tower. The clock tower was kind uh, of a big thing in the original from the so police right. station. No, so this it's so, different one. Okay, slight spoilers in case somebody somehow hasn't played the game yet. But you know, the first time you fight Nemesis after he like kind of transforms. When I think it's right after you do the police station as Carlos, and then you go back to Jill. Yeah, by the, when he comes out of the water. And, and you're like in a circular area? Yeah, that yeah, place. Okay. So after you do that, I think you go into the clock. So the idea is that boss fight, I think, is taking place right outside the clock tower. Huh. But in the original, you go into the clock tower. And it's not a huge area, but there's like some puzzles in there and whatever. But yeah, that's not in the game either. Interesting. Um, sorry, Jess is going to bed. She's had a long day. Um, yeah, so like I... You did play the original, right? I played through it once. Just it's on N64. Maybe, I assume. I want to say I played it on like, uh, shame on me, like a PlayStation emulator or something. Because I played it well after the fact. Okay. It's probably, of all of the old school tank control Resident Evil games, it's probably my least favorite. I think one's better. I think two's better. I think Code Veronica's better. I think one remake is better. I never played Zero. Um, People hate Zero, I guess, but like... My issue with Zero is there's no... Um, uh, storage bins. Oh. If you just don't want to carry something, you just drop it where you are, and that's it. Now it's I can gone see how that can be stays good. there. No, it stays there. Okay. But like, so it's not like you can put something in a bin and then go get it later from another bin. So it's more realistic in that aspect. You just put it on the ground, and you got to remember. It maybe it shows it on the map that you left it there. I can't imagine you just be expected to remember where you left things. Yeah, but. I don't know. I get it's more realistic and blah, 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 whatever. But that, that has always just kind of made me been like, I don't know if I like that. And I never played it. I know I started off this talking about Streets Rage 4. But anyways, um, on Colin's last podcast, somebody wrote in and said, because Colin is on my side, that he thinks RE4 should be remade because the controls need work. Somebody wrote in and said, hey, on every re-release of RE4, 
you can go into the options and I have not installed the CD again and all that, or the Blu-ray. I don't know how old I am. Um, you can go into the options and change the controls to be more RE5. And Colin was like, I think RE5. Yeah. He said, I'm pretty I sure. I don't remember four being that different from five to begin with. At okay. Least control wise. Colin said, you're full of crap. And he does not believe that this is true. I'm pretty sure I went into the settings to try to get my, like my, at least when I'm aiming to get that to move quicker or something. Cause that was so frustrating. And I'm pretty sure that is not a thing, but I just had to ask if you have any idea about that actually being a thing. Being a thing. Well, see, maybe it's just because I haven't played it in forever, but I'm in the minority that kind of thinks there's nothing really wrong with four. It's like, so slow. Uh, yeah, and maybe after playing the two and three remakes, it, well, if I went yeah, back, exactly. it, maybe, it's hindsight. Yeah, yeah, maybe it would seem a lot worse to me, but I don't know. Streets Rage 4 is really good. That is correct. That is correct. So I unlocked Axel. I unlocked Adam. I haven't gone back to it uh, after that. I haven't beat it in single player. Um, I love that I tweeted out that picture of Axel or something, and Bernardo's like, dude, you have five lives. What the hell are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I've been drinking. He, he, he called you out. I've been drinking. It's for research purposes only. But I will say... I really think the only thing that changes with the difficulty, and I, I mean, I haven't gone and looked at like if I punch you in hard mode versus normal mode versus easy mode, if I punch Galsia, what does his life bar do and where does his life bar start? I haven't done I that. Mean, that sounds like some research right there. <laughs> I haven't done that. Uh, my research is that there's, from what I remember from our Let's Play, there's the exact same amount of enemies on the screen as there was when you and I played. The only thing I think is different so far is some of the bosses where they would call in extra thugs, they no longer call in extra thugs. They, it, it seems like they fight you more one-on-one. -on -one. I have to go back and watch our Let's Plays to, to really know. But um, also, it seems like YouTube hates Let's Play series because part one for us blew up as much as we blow up. Um, Two was good, three was good, and then four, five, and six, it's like, I don't care. Um, but it's it's so much fun. It is so weird playing a Streets of Rage 1, Axel, or Adam. It's just because this sprite is so huge. I got a 55-inch TV. It's so pixelated, and he's so big compared to what he was in Streets of Rage 1. You don't have a triangle move. It's just a... Yeah, those sprites were never meant to be that big. No, never. Um, but I do still think I, I cannot platinum this. There's there's just no way. Um, but I do want to unlock everybody. I'd like to get every trophy. So there's a trophy for beating the game, playing through every stage in single-player mode as all the four characters... A Streets of Rage 1 character, a Streets of Rage 2 character, and a Streets of Rage 3 character. So I think I'll get all those, but maybe I get good enough that I can actually get S ranks on hard, but no, it's it's not going to happen. You just got to get good. I, I can't. I'm too old. Uh, the only other thing I played this week, I did play Habraxia, and Sean, you got your six platinum. That's cool. I got my 42nd and 43rd. You're, you're going to meet your goal. I Well, I downloaded a bunch of other games that I haven't played yet. <laughs> so, yes, I will get to that goal. 
So Habraxia is by Lily Mo Games. It is a space shoot 'em up, kind of like similar to, but not the same as R Type UN Squadron. Any of the games that we know from the '90s, side scrolling or vertical shoot 'em ups. It is so much fun. I had Sean play it on my Vita uh, yesterday on Mother's Day. What What did you think? The, I mean, you played level one, but what What did you think about it? I mean, it seems like a lot of fun. I yeah, it's exactly what you would expect and want out of a game like that and yeah it, i i dig it the little i played i dig it just <laughs> like a bat just like a bat thank damn it um <laughs> it's uh so some of the levels most of them are side scrolling there are some levels where you go side scrolling get a third of the way through and all of a sudden it's like you lose control of the ship and it goes whoop and you're going vertical and you're shooting. It's the same enemies, but whatever. You can either shoot straight with X. Well, you can change the controls, but I did X shoot straight, square shoots out the sides, or if you hold both, it does like a spread shot, like Contra. Um, you've got power-ups. The funny thing I realized, I, I did not know this until I played it on the Vita. I completely miss, like all, all the time I'm playing it on my PS4, I'm picking up these power-ups and stuff and I'm like, I don't know what this is doing. I finally actually looked at what it's what I said when I started playing it on the Vita. I was like, hey, when you get a pickup, push triangle. And I was like, oh. I have so many like extra abilities with these power with these like pickup, these power-ups that I didn't know I had. So getting the platinum on Vita was a lot easier, I will say that. But yes, I platinumed it on both PS4 and Vita. Also, sorry, Colin. This, to me, at least when it comes to being a Kevin game, Habraxia is a much better game than Twin Breaker. Like, I mean, the little I played of it and also not having played Twin Breaker, I can't imagine that's not true. It just seems like a more... It's more fun. I was going to say, it just kind of seems more fun. I like Brick Breakers. They're fun, but I feel like they get old quick and it does seem like twin breaker adds a lot of cool yes. dynamics to the equation whatever but but it's almost yeah Hibroxy too... seems much more up yeah. my alley it, it's uh, twin breakers almost too big for its britches with the with the dual paddles and stuff that it's just almost impossible to control Hibroxia was there there were like two or three bosses that i had a problem with and then getting the platinum it was you got to kill like 25 alien 2500 aliens and whatever and then it was going through, there's these three extra modes where you have to, they're challenging. You have to survive for 180 seconds with like all these enemies coming at you. You have to save uh, eight, uh, uh, what are they called? Astronauts. Uh, do you remember in, um, oh, what the hell is it called? Resogun? Yeah. Where, where like the astronauts would show up and you have to like yeah, fly yeah. over them. Okay. So there's a whole point of, there. there's, there's two levels, level six and level 12, where you have to save six astronauts and there's a trophy for getting both of them but then there's an extra astronaut like rescue mode where you have to get at least eight in one run which is actually pretty easy um but the funny thing i noticed so they're floating there in a bubble if you shoot them the bubble goes away if you screw up and you shoot them again i mean they die so you can't save them um and then the other one it's just an it, it's called invasion mode it's like an on it's vertical scrolling you can't move up or down you can only move left or right if any enemy touches the bottom of the screen, you lose. There's a couple ways. You have to get to wave 13 
most of the waves are easy, but there's one, there, there's two waves where some of these enemies, they like, they go pew pew and they move here and pew 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 and they move down pretty quickly. And then there's the, the, the hardest boss in the game. Uh, it was in a vertical scrolling section where he, sh- he, he goes back and forth and he shoots three different type. God, you don't download Twin Breaker. Go to my account, download this. But, and, and just even if you don't, don't want to get the platinum, just play through it. You'll have so much fun. But he's yeah. as he goes back and forth, he slowly gets lower and lower on the screen. And he, he's got three different attacks that he does as he goes down. And it took me, I think, five, six, seven tries to finally beat him. And I finally realized, like, you have to get uh, – and there's different power-ups. Based on when you, when you beat the bosses or if you blow things up the level, you get credits. Credits let you upgrade your, your life, your shot power, your shot spread, like how many things you shoot at at once if you start with rockets, if you start with a power-up, et cetera. Um, but that one boss, like I said, five, six, seven times I died at him. And when I finally got him, because, you, like I said, you got to be right on him and just going back and forth, but you got to make sure you stay in front of his attacks. Oh, it's so much fun. This is what I wanted Tw- Twin Breaker to be. And the funny thing is that Colin said he and Lily Mo are working on Habraxia 2, which, and they're also really? working on Twin Breaker 2. I'm way more excited for Habraxia too. Sorry, sorry, Colin. I'm just I it, it, Habraxia is much more a Kevin game than Twin Breaker is. So, yeah, um, I did get two platinums for it. It was eight bucks, not on sale. I was like, this game, and I've listening to Colin ever since Twin Breaker came out. Like they've tried to discount Habraxia, but apparently. Sony is so screwed up with the way that you have to communicate with them. If you're a developer, it's almost apparently impossible to discount your game, to try to get it to more people. That's finally like I'm buying all these cheap platinum games so I can get to 50 eventually, whatever I want to play Habraxia. And it's, it's, (laughs) this sounds stupid, but it's completely worth the $8 (laughs) that I paid for it. (laughs) Uh, It's so much fun. Seriously, dude, you, you should all 800 pennies. Log into my account, download this game, and I, I think you will. I think you'll love it. it. It took me three or four hours on PS4 to platinum it. I think on Vita it was probably around two total playtime. It was over a couple of days, maybe three days. Um, I mean, may, I, it seems awesome. It seems right up my alley. It's, it seems it's like a very reasonable platinum. It's so, so maybe much. Maybe I will get the platinum. Or if you have to spend eight dollars to get the platinum, it's totally worth it. Yeah. I have to make coffee. Siri tells me. All right, Sean. Want to get in the news of the week? Let's do it. So Xbox had a big week. First, they announced Xbox 2020. What year are we in, Sean? Uh, 2020. <laughs> so Xbox said, so what's in store for Xbox 2020? This is what Mr. Xbox said. This is a momentous year for Xbox with our next-gen console paving the way for all our games and services. By the way, did you notice how I didn't put this in the doc so you can't write poop? I did notice there was not much in the doc for yep. me to poop on. Here's what for 20 to poop on. For me to poop on. <laughs> Just to start. Our goal remains our goal remains our goal to launch Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite this holiday. All 15 Xbox Game Studios are hard at work on next-gen games for Xbox Series X and Game Pass. 
the best development teams around the world are working hard to have their games ready to play on Series X this holiday. Peace. Oh, who cares? Cloud, nobody cares. All right. Xbox 2020. Starting with the May 7th episode of Inside Xbox, we will be showcasing what happens next in the world of Xbox every month, which is why we're calling it Xbox 2020. What what about Xbox 2020 says we're going to give you news every month? Okay. I, I might be a hater, <laughs> but whatever. These monthly moments will take place throughout the rest of the year and will be a way for us to engage, connect, and celebrate with you about what's in store for the next generation of gaming, including what's next for Series X, Xbox Game Studios, Xbox Game Pass, and Project X Cloud. Every month will bring something different. Stay tuned to Xbox Wire details. So this is what they said before everything happened. For the Xbox 2020 May update, we will focus on giving you a first look at next-gen gameplay, trailers, and sneak peeks from a wide variety of partners across the globe and in industry, including Ubisoft's recently announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and hear from game creators about what they're doing with their games on Xbox Series X. We'll be confirming games that utilize our smart delivery feature, which ensures, ensures that you always play the best version of the games that you own for your console across generations. They start a sentence with, and all the games you'll see will be Xbox Series X optimized, meaning they are built to take advantage of the powerful Xbox Series X features that make games look and feel incredible, including 4K resolution at up to 120 frames per second, Direct storage. Have you heard direct storage before? Because I have not. No. Hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing. Super fast load times and much more. In July, we will dedicate time to focus on the incredible games coming from Xbox Game Studios. A number of our studios, studio teams are looking forward to sharing first looks at new gameplay, insights from development teams being optimized for Xbox Series X, and brand new games announcements. We cannot wait to share this initial look at what our teams are working on. So on this inside Xbox, they first showed off Bright Memory Infinite, which is a first person action game that emphasizes both fast paced shooting and melee combat. Okay. Think if Titanfall 2 and Devil May Cry fused together. And also this game was made by one person. So part of me is like, holy crap. One dude made a what what generation like the ninth generation or something eight nine yeah i lost track one dude made this but also like one dude made this how cool is next gen whatever uh uh, it's only coming to series x there will be no smart delivery dirt five was announced uh it's a racing game in the dirt and it's going to be have a uh single player mode voiced by nolan north and troy baker because video games (laughs) Uh, R.I.P. Colin McRae. Scorn was announced as an upcoming adventure horror game that seems inspired by the grotesque artistic stylings of H.R. Geiger. Not to be confused with James Railroad Martin. I editorialized that. <laughs> what? It's an old kind of funny joke. I thought, <laughs> I thought where you were going with that was going to be H.R. Puffin stuff again. That would have been, you have to, this is why you need your own doc. 
You got to give me access. Well, I have access, but you got to put have access. Here, you so. have our account, but you're just going to go, HR pooping poops. Chorus was announced, which is a narrative focused space combat shooter where you play as an ex cultist named Nara, blah, blah, blah. The funny thing is, when this was renounced, all I saw on Twitter, not renounced, renounced not renounced, <laughs> I renounced this game. I renounced, well, they renounced because when it was announced, it looked like it was Corvs. Because the U was a V and everybody was like, Traverges? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in 2021. <laughs> Madden 21 was shown as a next gen game. I, I will say, I'm partial, but this was my favorite part of this inside Xbox because I feel like we've played other than the absolute first Madden, we've played every Madden in every gen except for that very first one, wouldn't you say? Look, you may have. I certainly haven't. Really? You don't have you didn't buy Madden when Saquon got drafted? I've got uh no. I've got no. Okay. <laughs> the but, last one I got was the year I got my PS4, which is probably 2015. So that would have been 15, yeah. Um, so my, my I don't thing think is, I had any on PS3. On PS2, I jumped on the 2K bandwagon. Oh. So I don't okay. know. My thing is, as cool as this was as a Madden fan, the fact that you showed literally six seconds of next gen and it's probably a cut scene. It's probably not gameplay. I'm like, yeah, this looked awesome. But like, what, what the hell am I watching? Th- this is right. th- this whole stupid, everybody has, gr- oh, okay. Sony fanboy here. Hey, my name's Kevin and I'm a Sony fanboy. Y'all have crapped on Sony for their logo reveal being the PS4, but with a five you've crapped on the dual sense even though it's the most liked gaming post ever on Instagram, whatever the hell that means. I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying that with a straight face and you have crapped on rightfully. So Mark Cerny's ASMR reveal of the technology behind the PS five Xbox comes out and they tout, and I'll get this, I'll get into this in a minute here, a gameplay reveal stream for series X. And they show maybe a total in a, like a 27, 30 minute video. They show maybe 45 seconds of actual gameplay. I, I was so happy. I want Xbox to succeed. Let me say that. But I was so happy that the internet did revolt because I thought they were going to be like, still like Xbox is the best. And they promised game. This is gameplay. It's an engine. Xbox is the best. Xbox is the best. But no, everybody crapped on this. And I'll get to it here in a second, but Xbox has second thoughts as well. Anyways, I'm probably going to buy Madden, so I have something to play on my PS5 if I can get one, but yeah. Vampire, Vampire, the Ma- Bloodlines 2, is, who cares? Nobody cares. Call of the Sea was announced. It's a thing. The Ascent is it's a cyberpunk RPG, blah, blah, blah. The Medium looks like it's trying to be Silent Hills. That looks cool. Uh, Scarlet Nexus looks like a Platinum Games game. Second Extinction is basically if Dino Crisis didn't get screwed over, so that's the thing. Yakuza Like a Dragon is Yakuza, and I couldn't care less. And then there's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which they said when they revealed their their original trailer, yo, tune into Inside Xbox for gameplay. They didn't show gameplay. They showed in, quote, unquote, in-engine footage. Um, 
The only thing I will say about Valhalla is that it came out that Ubisoft has said, this is not as big as Odyssey. And I liked my time with Odyssey, the 10, 12 hours I played with it, but I was like, I can tell this game is way, way too big for my tastes. I could like a game like this, but not that big. That's what she said. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else here? So a lot of these games were, some of these games were smart delivery. The funny thing is man 21 said it was smart delivery, but actually if you want it to be smart delivery, you have to buy it on X bone before December 31st of this year. And you have to upgrade it to the next gen version before March 31st of 2021. So it's, Smart delivery, hashtag, kinda, which is weird. Um, and also kinda the guy, smart. huh? Kind of smart. Kind of dumb. <laughs> the half X- full, half empty. Yeah. The Xbox marketing guy admitted that they did, quote, clearly set some wrong expectations, end quote, with their gameplay review. Re- reveal. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I'm so glad I didn't carve out like a half hour of my life to watch this thing, but I don't even want to buy an Xbox because this was a joke. Also, there was a Eurogamer interview about the Series X where they said that, quote, well, not quote. The Series X was developed with a price point in mind and they will be, quote, unquote, agile on their pricing. We've heard that. Don't you feel like we've heard that a hundred times by now that they're going to be agile on their pricing? Yeah. Series X will not be the end of 60 frames per second games, but the control is now in the developer's hands. So they're aiming to have everything basically be 120 frames per second on Series X, but they're not saying you have to be that. But now the the devs are freed up because of the power of the teraflops to whatever they want to do, do the thing. And they say the SKUs won't be super confusing. More will, will be revealed closer to launch. Uh, right now, their badge that they're putting on all these things. Again, these Series X games are going up for 60 bucks, And I, I didn't feel like the, the three of us touched on this enough last week. I feel like we, I, I said it and then we just talked about Streets of Rage or something. Um, I really did start to think that games were going to go up 10 bucks per SKU. But the fact that Amazon has Series X SKUs of games on pre-order for 60 bucks makes me happy. Um, but the like there's like there's there's like if you look at these and any of these titles that are up for pre-order on Amazon, it's like Xbox One slash Xbox Series X, and then there's a badge that says like optimized for Series X. This is gonna get super confusing and it kind of gets stick with me here it's kind of like how i do still as much as it's still my game of the year final fantasy 7 remake shouldn't be called final fantasy 7 remake because imagine if you're a 45 year old dude who has a playstation just to play madden whatever and he's got four kids i'm not projecting anything here we got four kids and you've been out of gaming for a while and everything and you go into game you, you go into target and you're you're buying bananas and milk and uh dog food and you're just like, I'm going to go through the electronics aisle because I don't want to go home to my wife and all my screaming kids right now. And you're going through Target. Still not projecting. Not at all. And you're going to see something called Final Fantasy VII Remake. And on the cover, you see Cloud grabbing his buster sword, looking up at Shinra HQ. And you see that the game, again, is called Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
if you are not in the know like we are, you're going to think they remade the whole game, right? Yes, but if Final Fantasy means anything to anybody and somehow they didn't understand what this game was, then I mean, I, I can't imagine there's anybody out there like that. Um, but it's, I agree. It, yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is why. If anything, this, call it Final Fantasy VII Remake colon Part One, Episode the One, Midgar, Midgar, something. something. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because now, what do you call the second one? Final Fantasy VII Remake Two, The Untold Story. But then they're gonna be like, "What the frick does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. But I mean, so overall, what do you think about Xbox? I, I will say. It's I know I'm a Sony fan, very... but I think this was just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but just in general, I mean, I'm not, I'm literally, I'm not, not now, not ever going to get an Xbox Series X or any Xbox for that matter. So, especially if a lot of what you're showing, if not, I mean, pretty much everything you're showing me is Xbox Perfect. exclusive, I think with the exception of maybe Valhalla, like I just, I don't. Well, so these, I, there's nothing they could show me that would make me all of a sudden be interested in getting an Xbox. So I just, it's tough to really well, get too invested. in. So a couple of these were announced to be PS5 games as well via press release. They have not said that all of them are, but they said this was a third party reveal. However, I'm like, Man, you talked about Halo Infinite literally two years ago at this point, and you have not shown literally one second of gameplay. Now, to be fair, I still don't think we've seen a second of gameplay of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is one of the reasons I'm so out on that. If they show gameplay and I'm like, holy crap, this is actual gameplay. This is what it's going to be. Then I'm sold, whatever. It goes back to Gears 5, like they even, like E3 last year, Gears 5 was three months from release. And instead of showing gameplay, they just did all this CG, like AR stuff where you're like, oh, here's Jeff Keighley and we're going into the floor. And it's a CG, like multiplayer thing. I, to, to tout this, they literally said this was a gameplay reveal stream. And they yeah, showed, that's messed up. like almost nothing gameplay related. And, Again, I was actually excited for this just because, like, obviously I'm not going to buy an Xbox, but I wanted to see what next gen was going to look like, and it didn't look that great. So, I think it's one of those things that we're really past the point of, like, no return. it looking like a new yeah. system or a new generation. I think it's until you actually get to play it or at least see it in person live, I don't think not streaming. Yeah. Like you're yeah. going to, it's going to be all these like finer detail, like the ray tracing. I think that's going to be awesome, but yep. it's not the kind of thing that's going to translate well via. Yeah. Like a stream, like you need to just see it. So yeah, I didn't think any of it looked that impressive. Not, I mean, yeah, I guess we're just kind of spoiled at this point, but like, it's not like it was a PS3 to PS4 kind of jump. Right. And I'm not trying to crap on Xbox. I fully expect the same thing out of PS5. You're going to yep. see it and be like, that looks cool. But like... <laughs> Last was to look better. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
All right, next up, Electronic Arts. They announced this week that they have 14 game releases this year, including, quote, multiple for the Switch. EA has not been really kind to the Switch since its launch, but since they've sold a bazillion copy, a bazillion units, maybe that'll change. FIFA, Madden, and AHL 21, Sean. Uh-huh, I see that. You, you wouldn't let me poop anywhere, so I got to... No, I but you try to go get. 22. I know next year's 21. I know how sports <laughs> titles work. Burnout Paradise for the Switch and Command & Conquer. Or, or, Sean. Yeah. You can get Steam on your iMac. You have got to get Command & Conquer remastered, period. I would definitely look into it, but it's one of those things that like, dude, I, I feel like you, if, if you actually take the plunge, you're going to be, Oh my God, this is, this is the game of the year is what I expect it would might, happen. Yeah. I, 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 I should. Um, so command and conquer remastered. There will be one more EA HD title as well as four EA partner titles coming. Oh, also venture beat was just like at the end of the article. Oh, by the way, one of, one of the things they're working on is mass effect trilogy, trilogy remastered. Oh, Sean, I see what you changed in the la- in the next line and you're not going to get me. Also Jedi fallen over fallen, <laughs> fallen order has now sold over 10 not 20 million copies and it is quote officially a franchise now um so like obviously fifa is going to come out man's going to come out nhl i guess is going to come out burnout paradise is out like in a few weeks i think commander cocker sean has to play everybody tweet at real sean white you have to play commander cocker remastered um you have never played Mass Effect or you've dabbled in it? I can't remember. I have never. Okay. So I've heard one is good, two is better, three sucks because the ending sucked, but then they went back and they patched a different ending in because everybody's like, this ending sucked. So I don't know. I feel like Mass Effect, if I was ever going to get into an RPG series, again, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake, but Mass Effect is not turn-based. I feel like space boinking, whatever. I don't care about that. But like, I want a third-person action game with engaging storyline. What? Where are you laughing? I'm not laughing. <laughs> oh, I heard laughing. It's a logo. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I could get into this, but I also don't want to spend like 150 hours across three games. So I don't really know, but. Sean, other than, I mean, the big item there is that Jedi Fallen Order is considered a franchise by EA now. Is there anything else that tickles your fancy? Like, again, I wanted to love Jedi Fallen Order, and I liked it. It was fine, 7.5 to an 8 at the at best for me. I wanted it to be my game of the year last year, and it wasn't even close. Um, I feel like, and there there was a quote a few weeks ago where they said, yeah, we, we put it out early. Um, I feel like if that bun had a little bit more time in the oven, it could have been my game of the year, but it definitely was not. So anything that tickles your fancy there. Uh, outside of Fallen Order, I mean, Command and Conquer, my ears are always going to perk up when I hear that. Um, I mean, Mass Effect, I feel like it's kind of up there with Bioshock. Like somehow I've just missed out after all these years and once i finally got into it i'm like this game's fantastic so 
I don't know. I could, I'm definitely intrigued by that. I think that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to hear about Fallen Order. Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's really all I care about. Uh, Activision had an investor's call and they mentioned that the next, this is a very slow news week, by the way, if you couldn't tell. The next Call of Duty, it, well, wait, Sean, you son of a biscuit. The next quote-unquote premium Call of Duty is on track to release in 2020. That is correct. And two games from Activision's past library of IP are on track for release in 2020. So all the rumors are saying we're getting a Black Ops reboot. If it's a Black Ops, if they reboot Black Ops the way that they rebooted Modern Warfare, it'll probably be my favorite COD game ever. Uh, I loved Modern Warfare 2019. I still say Black Ops 20. What, what was what, was it? It was either 2012 or 2013. I can't remember now. But that first Black Ops game was by far my favorite campaign in a Call of Duty game. And I actually liked the multiplayer as well. But Activision owns the rights to Crash Bandicoot. Um, mm. The trilogy, you know, remaster sold very well. Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled sold very well. I could be down for a Crash game, but I want it to be, as much as I don't like this game, I want it to be more in the style of Mario Odyssey than the old Crash games. Um, I don't yeah. I don't want an on-rails thing where you just run towards the screen or away from the screen. I want it to be a 3D platformer, but I want it to have something to hook me, which Odyssey I liked. Really, my, my favorite part of Odyssey, for sure, was the APIS sections. If Crash could do something to hook me in a new way, I, I just don't want it to be Crash 4, I guess is what I'm saying, you know? And yeah, again, we're I just mean, assuming that it's, it. Uh, I well, mean, we're, we're assuming it's Crash, but I mean, what else is there from their back catalog, so? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I obviously I don't care about Call of Duty, although yeah, you've you do. piqued my interest with Black Ops. I do think. Wait, did you never play it? I forget. No, oh, no I don't. I don't do Call of Duty. I'll start um, your PS3. I'll give it to you. I could see maybe getting into that again if it's if it's got a strong like single player yep. campaign, whatever, and it's not just going to be a multiplayer game with a single player mode. Yeah. Yeah. I could certainly be interested. Um, I'm kind of with you on crash. I played the original. It was fine. I don't think it holds up today. I know, I know Logan did a whole let's play series yep. when they did the, the re-release thing. And it's not that it looks terrible. I just think it's kind of, dated i don't know it just never did it for me i think the ip is strong i think you could do something awesome with crash bandicoot but if it's just another game like the old ones i not for me i agree all right i mean i can't think of anything else they have in their back catalog so whatever also the last item here, Nintendo is killing it. They have now sold over 56 million 
Switches, Sean. Wow. Do you know what the best-selling game is on the Switch? Animal Crossing. No. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, almost 25 million copies. Holy crap. Super Smash Ultimate is number two with 18.8 million. Breath of the Wild, again, the far and away the best-selling game, best-selling Zelda game ever, 17.4 million copies. And in a neck-and-neck tie, Super Mario Odyssey, 17.4 million. However, this stupid freaking game that I swear when it's December, I swear if I'm watching Jeff Keighley and he says game of the year is Animal Crossing, I'm going to lose my mind more than I would have (laughs) if Red Dead 2 beat God of War because at least that was a game. The more I hear people talk about this, it is second life except you're a stupid animal. Am I wrong? Like you just have a house and a yard and you're like, I'm going to plant flowers over here. And here's a garden. I'm going to put a urinal in the middle of my living room. I'm going to have an arcade up here. I'm going to have over here in the town. Nook. There's this thing. You know, a bit about turnips. What is the point of this stupid game? It is now sold in about six weeks, 13.4 million copies. Are you kidding me? That's what the people want. Do they? Or is it just like... 13 um, million of them do. How, how many of them are kind of dumb? Like, <laughs> I don't... I Again, all, all jokes aside, I will never get this game. You know what I almost had? I think I was drunk that day. But I, I almost had a moment where I was like, I'm going to order Animal Crossing and have Jess play it. You know Jess and her disdain <laughs> for video games. Is this something that someone as casual as her could get into? Never mind the fact she's running her own small business and everything. But is that so, the, the person that this game is for? You know what I mean? I don't think so. I okay. think even she, I think she's more likely to like that game than like Zelda. Well, yeah. Metal Gear. But I think even she would just be like, what am I doing? What, what is the point of this? Thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't think she would enjoy it. I mean, I am happy for everybody that I, I, all jokes aside, I'm happy for everybody that's having fun with this game. I just, I just can't. And I don't under, I do not get it. Even after listening to Sean, I don't get it. I never will. And that's okay. Some people don't understand why Metal Gear is cool and whatever. So whatever, but like, it's probably sold 15 million by now. Like, Man, I, I would wonder well, if we were not in a pandemic, would the sales be half as good as this? Did you see, I think it was Colin. It was Did Colin. You see Colin's I don't want to talk about it. It's very <laughs> upsetting. I was going to bring it up, but I didn't want to look up the tweet. Yes. It's now, by, by the time we're recording this, it's probably sold better than every PS4 exclusive, including Uncharted 4, God of War, Horizon, Ratchet. Uh, what, what were the other ones? Do you remember? There's only like four or five, right? Yeah, it was. I think it was five, maybe six. Last of Us. Last of Us remastered, and the PS4 Spider Man. Spider Man, thank you. The PS4 has double the amount of units out there that this that that the Switch does, but this stupid game is just freaking. 
Greg Miller said it's his game of the year. And I was like, you know, I, I respected you for many years. And now I don't. That boggles my mind. I don't go as far as you and say, I don't understand. This isn't a game. It's stupid, whatever. I don't understand how, well, I mean, I guess I do. I mean, I don't understand it, but with the reaction that I've seen from people, yeah, I guess I can understand why some people would say this is their game of the year because people just don't shut up about it. But I I don't know. If at the end of the year, in a year that saw Final Fantasy VII and Last of Us II, Cyberpunk saying this, if people still say this is their game of the year, I'm not going to gatekeep, but that to me just seems ridiculous. No, I'll gatekeep. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you should have your gamer tag. You, you should have your gamer card revoked. I, I don't even care. Sean, you want to get the wrap up? Yeah. Tokyo Game Show 2020 was officially canceled and they are going digital. Surprising nobody. Ubisoft announced Ubisoft Forward, which will take place on July 12th, which is odd, but I kind of like it, although it's going to make our predictions here in a few weeks really difficult. We're not going to have a winter probably till the end of the year, honestly. Uh, so this is their E3-like uh, digital event. It's going to take place on July 12th, about a month after when E3 would have been. Sean, did you know Bloodstained DLC is out now? I did not. I kind of forgot about that. So um, gets what I want to know yes. is when are we getting freaking cuphead dlc supposedly this year but i don't even know that i believe that at this point yeah that's what i want okay so bloodstained dlc what is it zangetsu is now playable as long as you got the good ending and there's also randomizer mode so you can change items save and warp rooms you can flip-flop them there's items enemy drops quests shops and different crafting so you can randomize everything if you want to play through it again so I mean, even if I play through the original again, I'm not going to remember where anything is anyway. So yeah, so it's like the randomizer the adds game. nothing for yeah. me. But Zangetsu, Zangetsu David Hater, yeah. then yeah, that could be cool. PlayStation Now is adding Rainbow Six Siege until November second. The Evil Within two, as well as Get Even. I've never even heard of that, so I don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, cyberpunk well cd project red is teasing a cyberpunk event for called night city wire on june 11th which is 93 week also you can customize your balls and your lady parts in this game and now i'm like i get that's what cyberpunk is you're half human half whatever but like i'm now i'm like i i hate this game at this point it's so stupid it's just like how can we just be like woke and whatever and you can customize your genitals in this game this literally it's not because i'm like some prude or something but this is just like you're trying too hard i literally never want to play this game now yeah i i mean i never cared about it i certainly don't care about it now it's just whatever yeah Mortal Kombat 11 announced this week that the aftermath dlc is coming on may 26 robocop fujin damn it sean I don't know what I guess her name was Shiva at some point is playable. Shiva Kamini Soma kind of crown is playable. <laughs> Along with new story content, new stages. Well, so the new stages, new stage fatalities and friendships are free. This is weird because so if you bought the previous DLC, you can get this for forty dollars. 
if you bought the second DLC, you can get it for 50. If, it, if you haven't bought anything, you can get it for 60. Or you can buy just the collection for 60 and get everything for the same price that some people paid for the original game. So that sucks. That's weird. Also, Bungie has confirmed that Destiny 2 is coming to the PS5 and Series X. Shocking nobody. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode 182. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, as you know, you can find us at nerd901.com where they're connecting nerds across the Mid-South and the multiverse. Also check out youtube.com slash fear. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together we're at two-player underscore co-op. Twitch, Patreon, YouTube. You know the rest of the deal. Um, thank you guys so much for being for being here for episode 182. We will be back next week with 183. But until that time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing. <laughs>